Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Jenna. And today, we just could not help but have Mr. Andy Mullen back on. He was on episode six, and we just, we love this man so much. He has so much value and such a big heart, and uh, we wanted to get him back on here. So, Andy, thanks for being here, brother. I'm excited, excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me back on again. Heck yeah. Jenna, um, you're supposed to be running this one, so do the intro. Go ahead. We're past the t-shirt giveaway, aren't we? Yes, we we are. We don't say that anymore. Yeah, we're way beyond that. Well, we got to do the gratitude point. But they're more than welcome to leave an iTunes review still. Oh, yes. Yes. That's true. You're more than welcome to leave an iTunes review. You will no longer get a free t-shirt. You're not doing very well so far. (laughs) Because I'm not the leader. (laughs) I told you I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a great episode. This is the end. Yeah, we're out. (laughs) Guys. Please leave us an, a, a review anywhere is great, but on iTunes is very, very important. Um, if you want to watch this podcast, go to YouTube at the BTYE podcast, um, and we're going to have the video version of this podcast. Every episode is a video version. You can also click in the description below if you're listening to this podcast only. Um, we do at the top of this podcast hit you with our... Gratitude point. Gratitude point. It's a point that we make. It could be large. It could be small. It could be very minute. The point of it is to create perspective around your life that if you're just down and out, to realize there's so much good in your life. And I will go first. I was thinking about this, that I had my first car for 11 years, right? It was a long time. It was 11 years. It was a Honda Accord, and it got me from A to B for such a long time. I'm so grateful for that car. I I would honestly be still driving it if it not had uh, crapped out on me. Um, But it was a fantastic car. Having said that, I got my first new car a few years ago, and I still feel like Batman in that car. (laughs) Because it's a spaceship. The car that I had was was like a 2001 right or 2000 and i got it in 2005 or something like that and then now to have somewhat of an updated car um it just you know i, I always am so grateful getting in, getting into that car um it just it's such a safe car so i'm grateful for that and it looks cool yeah it looks okay it looks okay go ahead can't see out the windows but yeah smoked out tent <laughs> go ahead um you know as i hear the dogs whining in the background um hope hopefully you guys can't hear that um I'm really grateful for our dogs. They drive me absolutely nuts every day, but uh, they've added so much value to our lives. And mm. uh, we've started a new morning routine where we go for a walk about a mile, uh, about four mornings a week. And uh, it's been cool to just kind of hang out with the dogs and watch them really enjoy sniffing the mailboxes over and over again when there's clearly no new smells. Um, but they're so happy with, the simple things and it yeah. it gives me a little bit better perspective i think when we're going on our walks that they're just so happy with just going outside and going for a walk and yeah. um they bring a lot to think about like just simplifying my thought processes sometimes they bring a lot of peace yeah they do because of their simplicity i love mm-hmm. that good call good call good one hey andy brother if you have one hit us with it if not no biggie it's kind of funny you mentioned you're driving a newer car than what you used to drive. And my gratitude point is actually that I can still drive. Okay, that's awesome. So, um, because I didn't think I was going to be able to drive after my surgeries for a bit. And to be able to get around um, when I want to. And for anybody that doesn't know, like if this is the first time tuning in and they haven't heard episode six. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I I had a couple of neck surgeries to uh, help with uh, some... uh, uh, grip issues with my hands and things like that and fingers and uh, lost some dexterity and uh, so to be able to d- still drive to this day and be able to get from A to B is a real thing that I can honestly tell you that if I wasn't able to drive it would be 
hard. It would be hard to be yeah. able to always be in a good mood and to just be able to function on a daily basis. And a lot of people, I think they don't understand that when you don't have a car, um, it's not an easy thing to always have to bum a ride or, you know, get somebody else to come and get you and things like that. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I'm grateful to be able to drive myself wherever I want to go, whenever I want to go. Awesome. Awesome, man. Good one. Well, awesome. So, you know, we had Andy on episode six and, you know, Jenna and I have gotten to know Andy now for how long have we been hanging out, Andy? Um, Maybe three months. Is it really? It's been, it's been several months. Yeah. Three or four months. My, re- my recollection of time is just it's, awful. It's horrible. <laughs> but, you know, Jenna and I were talking about just how much we love Andy and I'm really filling your head up here right now, but just how much we love Andy and how big of a heart he has. And, you know, I've talked to a few people that have listened to the podcast that don't know you that have said the same thing. They're like, man, you can just feel the good off this guy. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's, it's so true. But Jenna and I were talking about just the social interaction or the perception or the perspective perspective uh that you know that you bring um and point blank of being disabled you know and like as i was just about to say the word disabled like i started questioning my head is that the appropriate word and that's that's sort of what i want to dive in and talk about is what's appropriate what's not appropriate you know when do you like when is it appropriate for somebody to say hey you know why are you in a wheelchair you know like these are things that I think a lot of common people don't know and don't aren't comfortable enough to ask or they don't have Mm -hmm. a friend that they can ask that for, you know, like, and I'll be honest, I think that, I think I told you that, you know, there was one time where you were here at the house and like you were, you know, you were getting your shoe off and I was trying to help you. I I said, Hey, do you need help? And then I didn't think anything about it just because it was coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. But I thought about it later and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a dick. Like, I'm such a, that, that was, like, so rude of me. And then, like, that started sparking thoughts of Jenna and I, mm-hmm. like, you know, what's appropriate? And, like, you know, point blank, man, this is an un- uncomfortable conversation. But I think it's very, I think it's a very good thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, life in general sometimes is not the most comfortable thing for a lot it's of true. people. And ever since I was very little, um... I would honestly have to tell you, I had to kind of get through that myself. Um, there's a there's a perception that everybody with a disability, especially physical disability, in my opinion, they want to be able to say, hey, you can't do that yourself. You're going to need help. Not all people with disabilities feel that way. And that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Okay. Um, so when I was growing up, even at a, a young child going to school, I went to public school just like everyone else. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day I'm older. So not everybody had special schools or you couldn't be homeschooled. You went to public school just like everybody else. Now, cere- cerebral palsy affects me in ways that it may not always affect other people with cerebral palsy. So mentally, it affects me a little bit. I wasn't the smartest student in school. If I went to read something in a textbook, I couldn't just read three or four lines and understand it. Mm. I would have to kind of read it again, stop and think about it, and probably read it a third time before I actually Mm. comprehended it. What was that, you know, sentence or sentence trying to tell me? So it affected me with my schoolwork. I was probably like a C student at best, but I did love the PE part of it. (laughs) Really? Um, I loved to play basketball when I was younger and uh, made a lot of friends that way and uh, some enemies along the way because they they didn't think I could score and I did anyway, so (laughs) it is what it is. But anyway, in all seriousness, um, when I was younger, you had uh, three... three kinds of people that I interacted with mostly. Those are the ones that felt sorry for me. And then those are the ones that teased me. And then there's the ones that just saw me for Andy. Mm. And um, that was a smaller group. You know, people that could look beyond the physical part of he's disabled. They would say, hey, he's disabled but he's a good dude and he's got a lot of personality. 
you know, and I made a lot of friends that way. I really did. And I'm very, you know, I'm just very grateful that I have that kind of personality to where I can honestly say to some people, hey, thank you for being my friend and for seeing past, you know, my shortcomings or weaknesses, as some people would probably seem that, you know, but it is what it is. I, I don't complain about things like that. And I'm just grateful, honestly grateful for the people that, you know, have crossed my path in my lifetime so far. And I can't say enough good things about, you know, just my friends, you know, family is one thing because that's who is supposed to love you. Right. But to be able to go out and make friends on your own and influence friends in such a positive way is another thing, you know? Um, so about a year and a half ago, Craig and I were actually walking in tr to trivia and, uh, I hear this voice behind me and this guy goes, Hey, Andy Mullen, what's going on? And I turn around and he's like, you don't remember me. And I said, yeah, sorry. He goes, I'm John. <laughs> he goes, I'm John Botwell from high school. I said, Oh, Hey John, how are you? He goes, man, we used to play basketball all the time together. <laughs> I said, Oh, okay. He goes, man. And I got to tell you, you're one of the best basketball players I've ever played against. I was like, ah, oh, you're just saying that. You're just saying that. He goes, no, seriously, dude. So I hadn't seen the guy in like 30 years. Literally hadn't seen him in 30 years. Probably played against him once or twice. So he walks into the restaurant with me because he's going to trivia too, you know. And he introduces me to Brandy, his wife, and his two kids, and his mother-in-law. And he instantly starts talking about me. Oh, man, back in the day, man, I went to shoot basketball. I was out there at Pine Forest High School, and we were shooting basketball, and this is the first time I ever saw you. I was asking the guys, hey, should I guard this guy? And they're like, yeah, you better, because if you don't, he's going to score on you. Mm -hmm. And John's like, well, I thought to myself, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He goes, man, you got out there, and you, you hit the first outside shot. Then you hit a second outside shot, and then you went inside and you, you scored on me. And he's like, holy cow. You <laughs> yeah. know? And and he's just like bragging about me the whole time. And I was like, oh, man, I miss those days. But thanks, John. And um, anything, anyway, long story short, because of my disability um, and not being able to walk anymore, my my good friend in Texas who's a phenomenal hairdresser, his name's David Troy, he works out of uh, – uh, New Braunfels, Texas is right outside San Antonio. He, uh, we talk every once in a while cause I lived in that area for four and a half years or so. And we talk probably once a month and we stay in touch with one another. And he knows about all my physical operations that I've had over the last couple of years. And he was actually, he called me up one time and you know, he'd say, listen, man, you gotta let me buy this special chair that you want, you know? You got to let me open up a Facebook page, GoFundMe account for that. And I said, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And he would just constantly, every other month, every other conversation we would have, he would ask me to let him do it. And uh, so anyway, I was actually sitting at Trivia uh, back in the middle of July this year. And uh, I was telling Jenna about it. Talk, talking about how great David was as a person. And he literally, not even joking, he calls in the middle of the conversation. I was like, man, his ears must have been burning something <laughs> fierce. And he goes, listen here, dude. I am just going to open that GoFundMe account for you right now. I don't care what you say. I just need your address. And in a moment of weakness, I said, okay, David, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> we'll do it. Okay, okay man. So that was we, trivia ended at about nine or so, and I dropped Craig back off at the house and uh, headed to the gym. And I uh, was leaving the gym at about ten thirty that evening, and I opened up my Facebook page, and there it was posted on my timeline. Hey, this is my buddy Andy. He's a great guy, you know, you know, and this is what is going on with him. I'm asking you to help him out. So we, he opened up that Facebook page for me set the goal at $2,500, you know? And so that was a Tuesday night and I'm not even joking. 
by Wednesday, the very next day at noon, the Facebook page had already raised over $2,500. Wow. I remember. I mean, I had people from high school, people that I, it was just amazing. It's the most amazing and most generous thing that I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. Yeah. You know, to have that many friends and people that know you, you know, whether they're family or friends, to actually go out of their way to donate to to my cause mm-hmm. just spoke volumes. Well, I think it's a testament to how wonderful you are as a person that all these people's lives that you've touched over the years, they immediately wanted to give back when they had the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was just so I was I'm still to this day, two and a half months later, I'm still kind of in all of it. And uh, the reason I, I speak of John Baldwell, uh, who he's in a local business owner here in uh, Pensacola, he and his father own Air Masters, air conditioning, great company. He's one of the best guys and most generous guys I've ever met, you know, and just that, you know, reconnection after 30 years of not seeing him or speaking to him, you know, he calls, I call him up to say, Hey man, thank you so much for your generous donation from you and Brandy. And he goes, listen, he goes, when I saw that this morning, he goes, I, I leaned over to Brandy and said, listen, I'm definitely getting in on this. <laughs> and, uh, he actually thanked me. He goes, it's my honor. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Wow. It's, I said, I'm honored, you know? And uh, you, you can't find enough good people just like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, they do things out of their kindness of their heart. Right. You know? And uh, I thought to, after everything was said and done, I always thought to myself, I was like, said, when you put things out there that are good in the world and you treat people like you would want to be treated, then eventually you're going to get good karma back. And mm-hmm. that was, in my opinion, in my mind, that was just my reward for always treating, treating people like I would want to be treated. You know, whether it was 20 years ago, two days ago, you know, 30, 30 years ago, like it was with John. And uh, I'm just, I'm still to this very day just blown away. When I sit in that chair and I use it probably Three, three hours a day, you know, three right. or four hours a day. To me, I'm just so thankful for everyone that whether it was $5 or $500, I'm just so thankful for everyone mm-hmm. for doing that for me. I mean, to me, that's that speaks volumes of how people feel about me. Yep. And I'm not trying to brag, but um, I just, I've, I've always tried to be a good person. You know, I've, really tried to work hard on trying to be a good person. And that's the reward that I received for being a good person. Yeah. And I think that's important for everyone to try to be like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say be, try to satisfy everyone. You can't, cause you can't do that, you know? And, um, but once you, if you do enough good things, little things, you know, you say, hi, you say, thank you. You say, please. Um, it's the little things like that. Yeah, they add up. And when, when you treat people with respect, and uh, they remember that. Yeah. They remember that. Absolutely. Well, and I think something that you've mentioned before um, is that you know that you always have eyes on you. Um, and because of that, I think you're able to put that good out there even more or more easily because you know that there's eyes on you. You're putting that good out there for other people to see even more easily than, you oh, know, yeah. a good heart for some from somebody else. I'm very aware. Um, Molly, when I've, the personal trainer that Matt introduced me to, she actually mentioned that to me the first time that we met. And she's like, man, she was impressed by the, you know, the gym that we go to. And she was like, I can really tell that you probably uh, inspire a lot of people. I think that's basically mm-hmm. the word she said. And I was kind of saying, wow. She picked that up from just like, I've known you for like 10 minutes <laughs> and uh, she already had picked that up. You know, she goes, man, you must really inspire a lot of people in here. Because you put it off so much. Yeah. That's what you put off. Um, yeah. I try to do it in a positive way, you know, because when you get teased a lot, 
who the hell would tease you? And when, can I find them? Yeah. Will you let me know who that is? Well, when you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> right? You know, when you get teased, no, about, that's okay. They're adults now, and, and people, <laughs> people have a tendency. Sometimes, I would try to ch- change that, use that to my advantage. How so? So you want to tease me? You want to make fun of me? Well, that's okay because I'm going to do it anyway. You don't think I can shoot a basketball? Here's what I can do. You don't think I can throw a football? Here's what I can do. So is the, like what was was it said? Was it done? What was the teasing? A lot of it was just. I mean, they would physically try to imitate how I walked. Really good. And that, that's that was pretty rough to see. And but you know you get over those kind of things. You know because to I, me those are the types of people that well you know one of these days. Something, if you're going to be like that towards people, it's going to come back on you. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. just my opinion. Um, But like I said, it's one of those things where you kind of have to do your best to try to not think of it that way. You know what I'm saying? You can't can't let it influence you or make you sad. That's what I was going to ask. Did you ever sort of fire back at any moment ever? Did you ever get frustrated and yell at somebody or throw? Well, for me to be able to say something to somebody especially when you're not that strong and you're physically disabled. How about if they want to get in a physical confrontation with you, if you were to say something back to them, mm-hmm. probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So for the sure. most part, I would just, so you felt, say, you felt limited and un- unable to fight back. Yeah. A lot of times I would mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay. And just let it go. I mean, what can you say? What can you do? But you you, do you see right there? Yeah. Like, I don't even have that perspective to understand that. Like, in my head, I'm like, no, screw that. I'll fight. Like, because I don't have that perspective, do you understand what that probably taught? No. Do you understand what that taught someone out there just then? Yeah, I do. You know? I do. Um, I mean, you just taught me. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I've always had a very self awareness of not only what other people may perceive me as, but I'm also very aware of what my limitations are. Mm hmm. You know, you're not going to see me getting up on any kind of ladders or anything like that anytime soon. Because I know I don't want to put myself in that kind of position where I might fall and hurt myself. Sure. And that's a real thing that I have to think about constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's I, I have had some incidences where I remember when I was in high school, I was with some friends and we were walking around the mall and stuff like that. And we kept passing these other three guys on the other end of the mall and they would pass. We passed them about two or three times. And all of a sudden they just show up in front of us and the guy is in tears. He's literally in tears. He's probably about a little, he's probably in his teens like we are maybe a little younger. And he had two other friends with him and he's crying, like physically crying. His Mm. eyes are red and he's got tears running down his face. And I'm like, Hey man, are you all right? And he goes, man, I just want to say that I'm very sorry. And I say, sorry for what? He goes, well, I was making fun of you and the way you walk. And my two buddies here said that they're not going to allow it. And if they didn't, if he didn't go over and apologize to me right then, they were going to leave him, take off. Wow. And to me, um, that happened 35 years ago Mm -hmm. to to this very day. I still think about that. Really? You know? Um, And that's something that's always kind of affected me a little bit, you know? But um, that's always made me very Mm self-aware, you know? And if people want to tease me and make fun of me and things like that, you know, as long as they're not doing it to my face, and even if they do do it to my face, then you got bigger problems than me, man. I mean, that's just... The way I see it. Well, bro, if we're ever in the same area, just don't let me know that they're making fun of you because <laughs> there will be problems. I, I appreciate that, Matt. There you will know, be problems. You know, it's always good to have good friends that always have your back. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You know, um, but I, I honestly don't have any negative anything anymore, I guess, because I'm older. And they can't really tease me anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. something you said earlier that was impactful was that you know how someone feels about you is more of a reflection of them than it is about you it is it is um and i think that's a that's big that's a lesson that it's taken 
me my entire life to realize. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for, for most people to really realize that how anyone feels about you is more of a reflection of them than it really is about you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but I do try to be respectful and I do try to make more friends than enemies. And to me, that's very important mm-hmm. um, because you never know like when you may cross paths with that person again. And John Bowell is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, had I been a jerk to him or vice versa, we would have never been friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And um, he's, he's got one of, he's got a high work integrity and he's probably one of the n- nicest and smartest guys I've ever met. You know, um, we both have a hate for clowns. So that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. You add me so, that's, to oh, that yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. I do not like clowns. I don't know why I just said that, but we do have that <laughs> like in common big time. Sorry about that, uh, Grandpa Bert. I apologize if you're listening to this podcast. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually a clown. I've never actually seen him in his clown outfit, but he is actually a clown. Mm. But he's he's the sweetest man. He's like 93 mm. and still getting around, man. I'm telling you, man, that that man is that man is like the rock huh. he really is <laughs> he really is he um his, my best friend john burt that's his grandpa and i have such a great relationship with john and amanda burt that that his grandpa says no you call me grandpa i was like yes sir he goes no you just call me you just call me grandpa you don't call me sir you don't call me anything <laughs> just else. grandpa just grandpa <laughs> we're good i was like yes sir <laughs> i'm sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I have some specific questions for you, and I know we've kind of talked to them, talked about them ahead of time. So I don't want to get off track and not re-talk about them now that we're actually being recorded. Um, something that stuck out to me in a conversation we had a couple weeks ago was that you feel like you have eyes on you a lot, um, and I think from I know I'm a curious person, so you know thinking about if I didn't know you and saw you out, what I would be thinking about as far as, you know, my curiosity of what happened to you or what your background is or how you feel about how you got here or how, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm curious how, you know, like if you were to look up and see me curiously thinking about you, looking at you, like what your perspective is as far as, because you do say that you have a lot of eyes on you often. Yeah. Well, I would rather someone, whether you knew me or not, just to come over and ask me. Really? And that was yeah. that was actually going to be yeah, one of my that, questions yeah. was, and I think I said at the top of the show, when is it appropriate for somebody to be like, hey, man, what happened? Why are you in a wheelchair? Because for someone that's not in a wheelchair, it's like it's a little uncomfortable, even though you're my friend. It's still a little uncomfortable for me to say on these mics right now. Yeah. You know, I would rather them just be honest and upfront. Really? Then assume things. Mm-hmm. You know? I've had uh, people go, were you in a bad car accident? Oh, that's... Yeah, no, not really, but, you know, and that's all right. They, but I would rather them just, and I'll tell them straight right. up, you know, hey, I was born with cerebral palsy. Right. You know, is it, do you have any other questions? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's very similar to somebody with a, with their arm in a cast, like, Hey, bro, yeah. what'd you do? It's mm-hmm. just it's just a little yeah, different, it's, obviously. It's human curiosity, but I think it's it, it's kind of almost taboo to ask. It, it, it absolutely is it taboo. Is. I um, think a lot of people feel uncomfortable about, about asking me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I believe, like for me, it was it was just a place of respect, and it was like I think I think most people don't want to ask it because they feel like it's probably a pain point, which. When you really think about that, that's that's a little little messed up because, like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I think that most people won't ask the question because they're fearful that it's a pain point and that the disabled person will fire back with like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I'm sure they probably had some interactions with that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, I would for the longest time when I was able to walk. And this is the honest truth. I would forget that I was disabled because I'm mm-hmm. just used to it. Mm-hmm. 
And then someone would remind me, and it's usually the little three-year-old kid that says, Mommy, right. why is that man walking kind of funny? You know, mm. And they're like, honey, honey, honey. What does that do to you? What is it like? Do you shrug that off? Is that offensive? Uh, probably for the first 20 years of my life, it was a little rough. And then the mother or the father would apologize. And I was like, no, no, don't worry. I understand it's just curiosity. But that's a real thing mm. that I had to live through. Did so that- from your perspective, what would be the proper response from the parent? Because, I mean, kids are very curious. They're, yeah. Yeah. Did that make it worse whenever the parent was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And like no. over. No, okay, no good. It, it didn't. Because there again, I know it's coming from a good place. Gotcha. And I would rather them. Let's be honest about this conversation. Let's be, you know, you, you, I know that the child, the child did not mean anything by it mm-hmm. in a bad way. He's curious. She's curious. I get that, you know, and they're, you know, the parent apologized, which, you know, I think was the appropriate thing to say. And I would say, no problem. Thank you. You know, and if, if, if the kid wanted to ask me straight up what, you know, I would tell them. Mm-hmm. I would tell okay. them, you know, um, it's kind of not funny, ha ha, but I was living in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is like 2013. And this is another incident where it has really affected me in such a positive way. We were, my mom and I and my niece were at a, a bagel place that we frequented and I remember one Sunday morning, I was standing at the counter and I see a mother and a young uh, girl. She was probably six or seven. And then the mother was behind the girl and she was carrying her other child in the car seat. And uh, the door just happened to be open. And the little girl had crutches, metal crutches. She's like six or seven years old. And you could tell that she had cerebral palsy. And I wanted, in that moment, I started tearing up really bad because I know what kind of life she's about to lead. But what made me so happy to see her in that moment was the smile on her face, knowing that she was about to get a bagel. And I'm telling you, it lit the room up in such a positive way. And it affected me. I'm... I. Wanted so badly to just walk over to her and introduce myself and give her a big hug because I was her mm. when she was, when I was her age. Okay. That's the same person. I saw myself in that very moment, mm. you know, and to see that smile on her face was just like, man, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And you could tell when I, I watched her mother come up to the counter and she was, she actually kneeled down to her daughter and she asked her what she wanted. And I could just sense the patience in the mother and just, I know how difficult her life must be Mm. having a child with cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, that gave me a lot of perspective in that very moment. Okay. It really did. And like I said, that happened in like 2013 and I, even to this day, I still think about the girl. I don't know what her name was. Mm. And I just remember that two minutes of interaction mm. that I watched her. And, and I thought to myself, man, that's a, that's a beautiful child. Yeah. That's, and I wish the world could see that. I wish more of the world could see that. Yeah. You know, because when I was her age, it was in the 80s. And Yeah. People aren't as sensitive to bullying like it, they are now. Yeah, that's true. It's a different. It's a different world. Yeah. Well, that's I very true. I honestly believe through these conversations, that's how you can educate or show the world. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Because I would have never known that story, and I, I I will I there's no way I would have ever known that story had not having this conversation. Yeah. So whoever listens to it has heard it. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to. Um, tell people how to live their lives or, you know, I just want them to know that people with disabilities, we just want to, at, at the end of the day, we just want to be treated like a normal person with mm-hmm. some exceptions. Yeah, we're going to need help getting into restaurants. Yeah, you're going to have to have, you might have to open the door for us 
or help us do certain physical things, you know, and make exceptions because we can't get upstairs. Right. But at the end of the day, I think all people with disabilities just want to be treated like a regular human mm-hmm. being. Sure. And I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having lived all over the country, is there different reactions and different regions of the country? Like, I feel like Southern people would be more aggressive as far as trying to ask you if you need help. Can I help you, honey? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Southern people are very, very conscious about that. They are, they seem to be a little bit more forward in the way of always trying to help me if they see that I may need help. Uh, but I've been in a couple sticky situations where, like, I know this person or I know of this person. So my thing has always been to just kill them with kindness. And then how are you going to be mad? Or how are you going to try to treat me different? Or how are you going to try to make me feel uncomfortable when you can see that I am very, I'm a very nice person? Within mm-hmm. the first 30 seconds of meeting them, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry you're like that. But then they understand. Then, then they just see that you're. They see that you're a regular person mm-hmm. on the inside. And next thing you know, you're buddies. So the, the sticky situation. How do you mean? Just Apo- pe- apologizing. That piece? yeah, okay. just gotcha. people. People always apologizing for you know. And I'm not super religious, but I've actually had people come up to me and they want to pray for me, and they think that. You know, my disability is a crutch and this, that, and the other. And, and I appreciate that, but that makes me feel uncomfortable, especially in I public. Bet. Is, isn't that, is, uh, is that offensive for somebody to come up and say, I want to pray for you? Uh, it's not offensive, okay. but it does make me feel very uncomfortable, especially if you're a complete stranger. Mm. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. And that, if you choose to be that, you know, that for with your religious beliefs and yeah and i understand that it's coming from a good place i've had a couple people over the years do that to me and it just makes me feel very uncomfortable more so than i've ever felt uncomfortable for maybe i can my life. only imagine yeah. that's maybe maybe it's because i'm not really religious holden hardman we need you to weigh in on this <laughs> conversation <laughs> well but i think you know if that's your religion you can certainly pray for someone yourself and keep it to yourself. I think, you know, most religions would believe that your prayer is just as effective to yourself as it would be. Right. But I've actually, when they want to put their hands on me and physically pray for me right there on the spot in the middle of a grocery store. And, um, yeah, Mm. (laughs) it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Uh, I don't Um, know how I would react to that. I mean, what, what, what have you said? Yeah. What do you say to that? I try to be super polite, so I can't say no. It's tough. It's tough for me to say no. You're very patient. Especially in the South here. I kind of just say, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very patient. And I just let it I just let it yeah. be. You know, I, I let it go, you know, for the most part. Um, <laughs> but I've had, like, over my, probably in the last, 20 years i've had probably half a dozen people come up to me and do the same thing so. wow so okay in in a social situation i know earlier you had mentioned um one of the places that we go to trivia there's several stairs mm-hmm. um that you walk up to get into the restaurant and you've had several people ask you if you need help like what from an outsider's perspective what is the most appropriate way to ask and then Maybe just let it go if you say no. Yeah, they, most people get it, and, and they'll just say, hey, sir, do you need some help? And I'm like, no, no, thank you, but thank you for asking. I appreciate yep. it. And I do, I'm very stubborn when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm very de- independent when it mm-hmm. comes to getting upstairs or getting my Zinger wheelchair out of the back of my car or putting it into the car. Because I I still have that sense of I'm strong enough still to be able to mm-hmm. do this. But I know probably one day down the line, it's going to come a time to where I'm just going to have to surrender some of my stubbornness. Uh, whether it's, hey, well, I can't use my feet anymore to be able to mm-hmm. drive. So we're going to have to put, you know, special things on the steam okay. in order for you to drive or whatever. But for now, 
it's one of those things where I'm so ex- I'm so grateful, as my gratitude points back to, that I can still mm-hmm. drive. Sure, I hate driving, by the way, but I can still <laughs> do it. I you, mean, yeah, I really, yeah, I don't like to drive long distances. i you know, just around town. You stuff. picked a rough area to be driving around in and live in, bro. Terrible as far as drivers. the driving goes, yeah. Well, I'm if uh, not to be funny or anything, but if you talk about terrible drivers here in Pensacola. I am one of those terrible drivers. Really? (laughs) And I'm not even going to try to be funny. Like, yeah, I'm pretty bad. I'm a pretty bad driver. (laughs) Not that I get in a lot of accidents or something like that. But, yeah, I just have a tendency to get distracted sometimes when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, shoot, I missed the turn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I so appreciate our friendship. I, I think you have contributed more to my perspective and my understanding of a lot of things, even just simply gratitude and being so grateful for some, like some of the simple things that we might take for granted, like being grateful for being able to drive. Like that's something that when you said that earlier, like it was a perspective of, you know, that's something that I don't think I would have mentioned uh, as being grateful for. Um, So I, I so appreciate what you've added to my life and my perspective, oh my and I'm, I think I'm, that you add that value to just about everyone you meet. You really yeah. do, and I, f- I feel like um, you, your kindness and your gratitude projects farther than anything that I can see. Oh wow, like, that is amazing! I'm, I, like wow. I think your kindness hits people before they even can can fully take in what they see when they look at you i i don't know i almost feel like we've been watching star wars like the the shields like yeah. i almost feel like that's your your kindness oh. <laughs> like projects out <laughs> that was really good that was really good hey, um, I, i'm so glad that you're starting to use star wars references <laughs> in your everyday uh don't uh, ask me anyone's name or planets or anything like that but literally um Holden would be so proud of you right now. <laughs> the when they did that shield, the last one that we watched, I almost said it out loud. Like I, I kind of feel like that's almost like personified. Like your your kindness, your gratitude, your perspective is just it's far reaching, like farther than than oh. you can even touch. That, and that's got to be some of the, and seriously, that is probably one of the nicest compliments I've ever received, and I can tell by your body language and your tone, it comes from something very genuine and very well thought out and super deep. Like, I can hear the sincerity in your voice. And I, I truly mean it. And and, 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 I, and the reason why I wanted you on this podcast today is because I know the first couple of times I met you, I was really, I was trying to soak it all in and understand your perspective and you give almost an unexpected perspective than what I would have imagined that you might have. And I, I'm very grateful oh, man. for your perspective wow, on that's, life. That's some amazing, Jenna. Um, I don't even know what to say about all that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm kind of surprised that you said that out well, loud. <laughs> because you, you've had a fork in the road many yeah. times in life to choose gratitude, to choose, choose kindness or to grow bitter and, and, you know, choose that path and you have it. You've gone so far to the gratitude and, and the kindness and really you're very helpful to others. And I think you're, you're a great friend. I'm wow. really grateful Thanks. to be able Thank to, you have, so much, to met you. And uh, it's just a random Tuesday night. We went to trivia and met you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, holding, uh, I owe you pretty big. I I posted um, the about a week or so ago. It might have been two weeks. Um, I got your my free T-shirt from this podcast, hey. and hey. I I had to show it <laughs> off. And I wanted everybody to know that I love me some Matt Lane Fitness. Thanks, brother. And I love me some Jenna Lane. <laughs> I really do. And 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 I mentioned something about you have influenced me in such an uplifting and positive way like it has changed the trajectory of my life 
and my lifestyle. And I can honestly tell you that I have never felt better in my life at this very moment in time. Wow. With just my, I, I feel strong. I feel happy. And I feel content. Wow. You know? That's awesome. And it's like, it's almost like I'm almost in a dream. It's like, I have all these great friends. I have all this great family. And I have a lot, there's a lot of love. I can honestly tell you, I can write on a piece of paper, 25 to 30 people right now that I could call up it right now and, hey man, I'm, I'm in a pickle. Can you help me out? They would help me out, not even ask any questions, you know, and <laughs> golly days. My, my, one of my very best friends, Scott, used to always tell me for the last 30 or 40 years, he's like, if you could, at the end of your life, if you can count uh, the number of friends, if you can get five friends that you can count on, you've lived a good life. And mm -hmm. I can honestly tell you, I can 30 to 40 people, you know, I can't sit here and name them all, but. Um, I can't imagine life without friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would not be good for me. And I know, and, and it's because that I've always had an outgoing personality and I like to talk a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just want to add one other thing. And this has been the biggest influence on my life. When I was a small child, my great uncle, uh, Lech Kellison. He, my parents divorced when I was about 11 or 12, and that stung me pretty bad. Stung my whole family really rough. And it was a very, very bad transition for me because I idolized my father. Mm. I really did. He could do no wrong. He could walk on water kind of thing. And uh, we didn't have a lot of money. We grew up pretty poor for lack of a better mm. word. Mm -hmm. And uh, my uncle Lech would always be the guy that would come over and pick me up, take me to the high school football games and give me $2 for the snack bar and bring me back home. And, you know, he always had a pocket full of mints or Jolly Ranchers in his pocket when I would go to church, <laughs> you know. And he really... He was always doing things for me, whether it was, hey, I want you to go on this trip to D.C. for eighth, and during my eighth grade year. I didn't have enough money to go to D.C. Everybody, mm. All my friends did. And uh, I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was about $75 short the night of before it needed to be turned in. And my uncle Letch walked up to my mother. And she says, he gave her some money and said, listen, I know Andy really wants to go on this trip. And mm. I know he's short. Here's the money. Here's the rest of the money. And from things like that is why I try to do things for other people. You've, because, keep, you've kept passing it on. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. it, at the core of my being, he set that in motion for me. That's right. And right there in that very moment, I remember saying to myself, I will never forget this. Wow. And, I, and if I'm ever in a position to help someone else out, I would do it with no regrets and no, hey, I paid for your meal tonight. What are you going to do for me? Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. I do it out of the kindness of my heart because my great uncle, Letch Kellison, did it out of the kindness of his heart. He showed me the way. He showed me how a, how a genuine person should be, you know. And uh, that has always been the baseline for the way I have always tried to treat other people. Just giving without expectation. Exactly. Well, exactly. you've absolutely given today here mm -hmm. on this podcast. So I really, really appreciate you. And um, before we close this out, guys, if you do this, do this, go on YouTube to the BTYE podcast and leave a comment on this episode. Andy is rad. <laughs> I and so subscribe to that channel and then also to the BTYE um, IG channel page, subscribe to that. The first five people to do that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find who you are and I'm gonna send you a free T-shirt, a free BTYE T-shirt. Andy like is rad. <laughs> I'm gonna get on there right now. 
No, you already have a shirt. <laughs> You're good. Hey, thanks, thanks for, again for having me on, guys. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and I think so. How I like to end every episode is wrapping it up. Like, what what's the core points that I think we can take away? And I think that's what she said. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're, get, we're getting ready for some office trivia. <laughs> yeah, right there we go. <laughs> go ahead. Um, if I can really boil it down, I think the the best way to describe this conversation is just to to choose gratitude, to choose kindness, choose the high ground. Choose to give. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And uh, I, I'm still kind of in awe of what you said earlier, Janae. And it means a lot to me. It and really does. It's so true. I'm, I'm not just yeah. making things up. Like this is, these are the things I think about when I'm going down a rabbit hole, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about random stuff. Yeah. Like that's, you know, I, I truly mean all everything that I've said. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate you too, Matt. I mean, you've been nothing but kind and just overwhelmingly positive. Thanks, man. You know, towards me, about me, around me. It's, it's phenomenal. I just can't thank y'all both enough. I really am fortunate to have, consider you and Jenna my friends. You're rad, Andy. I mean, that is just... It, it means a ton. It means a ton. Thanks, to man. say, hey, Matt and Jenna, yeah, I know them, and I'm proud to be their friends, you know? Same here. It goes both ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Seriously, really appreciate you being on. Oh, thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Guys, comment the BTYE Podcast YouTube channel. Andy is rad. Andy is rad. Subscribe to that channel and the IG channel, and uh, I'm going to get you a free T-shirt, the first five of you. So that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day.